Peace and blessings to everybody out there in cyberspace. This is yours truly, the Dynamite King of Swing, Dave Souls, broadcasting live and direct from Moves Music in the heart of Little Five Points, Atlanta. And you are checking out the World Peace Podcast with Brother J. Mad. Dig? So we here, man. Episode uh, 53 of the World Peace Podcast. Um, I'm here with a CEO, my man Julian. Um, um, I had met him down uh, a little five points. He had his stand together. He sells. He's got a t-shirt business. Wow. He's gonna tell us a little bit about it. I'm interested in seeing how everything came together. How you doing, Julian? I'm doing all right. Yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man. So the, the company is called Unlucky Trust, right? Right, right. The company is um, wow. actually a trademark of a health company I own called the Health and Combat Science Academy. Okay. Uh, and so the mission and purpose behind everything that we do uh, is essentially generating uh, awareness, um, or how should I say, heightening the uh, awareness of the importance 
of building wealth within the black community um, and getting uh, black entrepreneurs and business professionals to, um, from a health standpoint as well, uh, to a point where they're at their peak so that they can perform better and create more wealth uh, because of how important uh, economics is uh, to us. Um, so that's the, the whole point of behind what everything that we do, whether it's with the health company or tied in with the Wealthy Trust brand. How does the T-shirt company tie into the um, to the health part of it? So the um, the brand itself is is a uh, how should I say it's like a uh, intellectual ex extension of the health company. So mm -hmm. it's it's a way to um, promote uh, and get out the message that we need to get out. Um, about you know the 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 importance of building wealth um, in a fashionable, creative way, and in a way, of course, that generates revenue. So when it comes from an entrepreneurship standpoint, um, sometimes companies fail not necessarily because it was the wrong idea, um, or, or you know maybe the execution was was a little poor, uh, but sometimes the failure of a company is kind of intrinsically built into it. Um, because it's not designed, it's not set up properly. Meaning, if your business is uh, only has one or two primary revenue streams, mm -hmm. well, you know, any true hustler knows that in the game there's going to be ups and downs. So you know there's going to when demand is hot, sometimes when demand is a little bit low. Mm -hmm. uh, so a good business, any good business, is going to have multiple legs uh, to support it, so that when one leg is not uh, producing as much the other legs can help keep it propped up so that's what the in the in wealthy trust brand from a business standpoint means to the larger uh llc that that owns it mm -hmm. but you know again it's uh it allows us to expand in terms of our target market group expand out and reach out to them and get this message out so if hey you know there are certain segments of the market that we target that uh, or I should say, in every business also, there's your target market, but then you also have fringe customers. So mm -hmm. customers who don't necessarily fit your target market profile. Um, and they'll, they'll still do business with you, though. Mm -hmm. uh, so when that happens, you know, some of those fringe customers, they might not do business with you on one end. But if you have another product or service that they feel resonates with them, you know, like this, like right. this brand, for example, oh, um, I'm, you know, down with the whole in wealth we trust thing, building black wall, black Julian, you seem like a extremely smart wow. guy when it comes to this stuff. So where did like, where did this start for you? Like, where did you start your journey? Like, how did the journey start? Like, how did you get here? Uh, I've, you know, I don't feel like I'm really anywhere now. I, I say the 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 greatest tragedy in life is to be very smart but to not have the wealth to back it up mm -hmm. there's plenty i think there's a quote that talks about how there's plenty of poor people who are very very smart and you know they've wasted their in intelligence to a degree or, or another but originally everything starts back in chicago mm -hmm. uh, i had a uh, not an internship but a uh a short apprenticeship with a, with an entrepreneur out there. Um, and he kind of, 
I remember at the time I had started a tech company, had no experience doing anything like that. I was way above um, my capabilities at the time. Mm-hmm. There's two in the tech. There's two types of founders. There's founders who code and they know all the you know the coding language, and then there's non tech founders. Mm-hmm. So people who have yeah, but they don't necessarily have the uh, technology skills to back it up. Right. Uh, so I was one of those. Mm-hmm. I just team, you know, I had one person, and it was just, I was just way doing. I was doing all the wrong things. So I remember uh, at a, you know I did an apprenticeship with this guy, and For he the took tech me. Company, well, no, at, by that time, I had actually put the idea to the side, but just for entrepreneurship in general. Just to um, learn from somebody. To learn from somebody, yeah. I, You know, he worked with me for a little while. Um, and one of the things that he told me uh, was that I was doing wrong, for example, was I was starting something, but a lot of people, they're afraid to, when they first start something, they're afraid of, you know, being told no or, you know, hey, I had this idea, it's great, but I'm scared that when I put it out there, nobody's going to like it and, like, you know, so on. And I was slow to move to, to sell what it is that I, that I had come up with. Right. In any business, right, you know, so you're not wasting your time in the first place, you want to um, convert the most minimal viable product that you can it's not going to be perfect. It's probably like the crudest form of the, you know, simplest product that you can come up with at that time. However, it's what you can do, you know, with what you have and put it out there and mm. get market. Mm. So you'll see very early on if, okay, is this grabbing people's attention? Yeah. Is this, you know, something that people are into? Is this, is there a demand for what it is that I'm, that I'm selling? So you'll find out very early on based off the market feedback that, hey, um, okay, this is a, this is a uh, a product or a service that's viable, that's potentially viable, even in this minimal form. So you know, like, okay, cool. If I clean this up, you know, I, I, I polish it, and I market it the right way. Okay, cool. This is this is going to be good. Or you know, very on if it's if, if it's a dud or not. So right. So that was, I'd say, the inception and introduction from a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved to Atlanta in 2017. Uh, like late October 2017, um, just trying to put together to to execute the plan that I had come up with back in Chicago about you know what was it going to take um, to build a successful company coming out here. Um, and the idea with 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 everything is not just the company itself per se, but it's again black people recognizing the significance and importance of building both. Um, and that we have ownership. If you're not going to be an entrepreneur, uh, go into real estate. If you're not going to go, if you're not going to go into real estate, um, you know, go into stocks, uh, do precious metals, commodities, something, right? Um, in order, in order to have, for us to have better ownership and control. And so me coming here was essentially executing that fundamental principle. Um, of course, it's taken a while because when you come from nothing or not, when you start with nothing, right? You know, you have no inheritance that you start from, yep. no, 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 no resources. Yep. Uh, you have to. It takes work, you know, to work to get that on your own. So, yeah, take money to make something. That's what they always say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely been an up and down uh, process. A lot of um, one step forward, two steps backwards. Uh, but you know, still moving forward regardless. How important is it to um, 
to not quit on this journey? Uh, that's everything. Uh, one of my favorite people was Nipsey Hussle. Uh, I think there's a song, he had an interview that he had, and he yep. said that you know, the one thing that separates anybody who goes through this process, has gone through it, will go through it, is that you're not going to quit. So, I mean, the, the reality is that the game is going to test you. Um, regardless of how you feel about it, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have people that are going to try and get into your way. Uh, there's, going, there's going to be, you know, situations and circumstances that come up. Um, you're going to have some setbacks and failures, but those are temporary. And the only way you lose is if you quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's another entrepreneur I had the opportunity to speak to a couple years ago. She has a saying that um, is very... Every, I think I feel like everybody should gravitate to it. She said that everything is uh, figure-outable. Mm. So every every situation, every circumstance, um, every situation that can come up in terms of a business conundrum, um, and, and when you are building something, you have to understand, too, that you're building is like jumping off a cliff and you're building a plane on the way down. So you are dealing with wow. situations that, you know, you've never never dealt with before mm-hmm. uh, but everything can be figured out and so once you've mastered that and, and come up with that skill set um, or that that confidence to deal with that mm-hmm. uh, you know that definitely uh, affects you in terms of your approach to life and your uh, approach to business as well so that's that's what it chances you might not take shout out to everybody tuning wow. in chat Teddy uh, Nick, I am human. This is like, um, this is like really dope. Um, Julian, this is like a fucking TED talk right now. You ever did a TED talk before? Uh, uh, I've I've always wanted to, but I said not until I have some uh, a certain level of success on Well, right. look, this is you know this is small right now. We getting there. We are. Right, right. <laughs> Pay my dues, yes. Yeah, we're getting there, man. So, yeah, um, one question I like to ask a lot of people on here, I'm interested in the answer to this, is uh, what kind of values um, do you look for in partners or in collaborations or when you're working with somebody or if you're an employee? What kind of values does this person have to have to work with you? Well, I think, you know, I'm Employees and partners are a little bit in two different categories. Uh, if it's a partner, obviously, of course, you know it's a potential business opportunity. So you want some, um, you want somebody um, who has the same values as you, or at least has the same business business goals in, in, in that sense. In terms of they're going in the direction that you want to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know at this stage for it in wealth and trust, the biggest thing that we would be looking for in terms of a partner is somebody who um, sees the importance of building black wealth as much as we do mm-hmm. um, and not just sees the importance but also feels the same level of uh, urgency that we do and that it needs to be done now mm-hmm. um, I think that would you know that that would probably be ideal and then you know from an employee standpoint of course, uh, you want somebody who meets the values of your of your company, uh, but at this early stage too, in terms of companies, you know, the the wisdom was always given to me that you want to hire slowly, um, you know, because hiring somebody 
part-time, full-time, any any kind of time is a uh, big investment for, for a company, especially when it's just starting out. Um, and literally, your team can literally make or break your progress, right? So if you have the right it can move you forward, jumpstart you a lot further than you know uh, you would have you would have been before. Right. And if you have, it can definitely set you back. How did um? That's this is all like great like um, information. I think everybody needs to listen to. I can't wait to put this one out. How did you guys um? Tell me about the pop up shop that you guys did on all platforms. Yeah. So. Um, us showing up there is uh, kind of going back to my experience when I was here in Atlanta before, um, you know, traveling around to different areas. I, anytime I'd come through Five Points, I'd always seen that, oh, you know, there's always vendors on off of, uh, what is that? Uh, the, I, can, I can never think of the street name. I can't remember. It starts with M, but yeah. um, little, that little strip mm-hmm. of where Crystal Shop is and so on. Exactly. So, okay. Trying to think about, okay, where were my potential target market be mm-hmm. right in terms of target market at in what we trust um our core like if we're going like deep deep to our core it's black female entrepreneurs mm-hmm. uh between 25 and 34 right now they're the number one um fastest growing group in terms of new business owners Absolutely. not not amongst the african-american community but of any racial ethnic background period mm-hmm. um obviously you know we're very familiar about how how educated the women in our community are but they also have a certain sense of hunger um and desire to start businesses or to have at least ownership and control over their life um and we feel that you know that's something that that's a, a segment of the market that we can we can serve mm-hmm. um their concerns their concerns can be you know uh addressed by by us um and so when i was thinking okay where when we uh, first started, where are we gonna go um, to be able to reach them? Um, little did I know that I was one of the places where, yeah. not just that market, but even black male entrepreneurs and yeah. couples and so on, they, they pass through there a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, started set up. Um, I think it's been what five five weeks now uh, since. Like the first line, we launched the set of, set of designs, mm-hmm. uh, and we sold out of like ninety percent of the inventory in about two weeks' time. Oh, that's dope. Uh, from our core target market, and then from other people, you know, other you know new friends, customers, yeah. customers, customers of, of, of the uh, the group. Can't tell you how many uh, uh, real estate investors, entrepreneurs. Oh, that's dope. Just passing by them on on the uh, street, so uh, definitely, um, uh, definitely was a great opportunity. And then you know the way we've been doing it. Um, so we're at, we're in Five Points every every weekend, usually on Fridays and Sundays. Uh, we also have been working to get the product into stores, you know. So, and what we did was um, we did a pop up with Heat. Um, the store, like the shoe store, that's right store back corner, little five points. All right, we had a pop up there uh, a couple weekends ago, um, and then right now we're working on getting the product into into Wish uh, and other yeah. stores, both in the in the area and then you know in other parts of Atlanta. Right. 
So of course, the process too, because again, we're we're still a new a new brand, still getting you know getting the name out there, um, and you know with some of these companies and so on. There's of course there's gatekeepers there, so like, you know they see certain things up up front, um, they kind of scoff at you, uh, but you know that's kind of right. So you know we just started like it's really in terms of where we've been at. We've been in Five Points, and then mm-hmm. we've been at the Atlanta food truck park okay. uh, uh, off how how the road. Okay, dope, uh, dope, we'll dope, actually dope. be there. Yeah, we'll be there this Saturday. Um, uh, that's <coughs> cool, I'm doing an event on Halloween, man. I'm looking for vendors actually off of Halloween. Okay. So All right, well, maybe, we'll, link. maybe we'll yeah. talk about that. Um, wow. Yeah, that's that's interesting, man. I was The reason I was even out there was kind of some of the same stuff. Like, just meeting with people and things like that. So, that's just really interesting. Um, Julian, man, this has been a great interview. I really appreciate you taking the time out to um, join me and tell us your story. And, I mean, I don't know if you've been looking at the comments, but you definitely inspired a bunch of people to get to to it. Um, Where can people, like, what's the handle? What's your IG handle? Where can people reach you? Where can people find um, the, the in wealth we trust clothing. All right, so on Instagram you can find us at the 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 great doc. So T H E G R E A T D O C K S. You'll see in wealth we trust pop up in the um, handle as well. Uh, then online we have a Shopify store. The link is in the bio there. You can find us at in wealth we trust The way we handle the brand is that we do like the easy brand does. So every design that we've put out is a, is a, is a limited design. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once we've sold out of the inventory for that design, we don't bring it back unless it's in store. So uh, in terms of the demand for everything, you know, you got to cop what you're going to cop now. Otherwise, you lose opportunity forever. Um, we just launched this week um, our new set of designs. And every... every Every design that we re- that we release always has a subtle message or meaning behind it. Uh, but we released the blue check uh, design. You can see it on the on the uh, profile. Was that the one um, you guys had when I was out there? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so you know, when it comes to business, for example, or black business in particular, if you listen closely, anytime in the mainstream, there's conversations about black business. It's always about small black business, mm. and so we take the approach that you know you can't build an economy. Uh, a community can't build, build an economy, a very strong one, if all the firms in that economy are always small. So small meaning a small firm is a firm that um, generates only a certain amount of revenue and only has a certain amount of employees. One thing that I think black people don't realize is that uh, I believe it's over 95 percent of um, black entrepreneurs are either solo entrepreneurs or they only have one other. That's one, that, that's one that post. That was super interesting to me it was like they like um no everybody's working by themselves right because they're not scaling the right way mm. or you know maybe it's just a side hobby and they don't know how mm-hmm. to build a bigger so that's very important because um one a a self-employed entrepreneur is taxed very differently uh and actually higher than a uh professional corporation does that mm-hmm. hire more more employees because on top of that, too, you also offer more benefits to from a tax, from a legal standpoint, from a tax standpoint, the tax code is written by business people. So uh, 
as a firm, as a bigger firm, you're hiring more people, you're putting more money into the economy, you're offering more benefits to the overall tax. When you're just a solo entrepreneur, you're literally taxed as almost like a like an employee at, at, in, in a sense. You just happen to work for yourself. Right. All right. So in terms of, again, helping our community understand um, the importance of building wealth, all of our firms cannot be small. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our, you know, we have to build, we have to build bigger. We have to shoot, shoot for higher. I always say all the time, like Ho said, two billionaires ain't going to be enough. We're going to need a million more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the whole thought yeah. process behind the blue check uh, design, uh, this hat I'm wearing right now, actually, it's five panel, got the uh, Inwealthy Trust on the side here. This actually just arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once these are gone, you know, these, these, these are out. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can find us there. Everything, if you order online, we'll, we'll ship it to you right away. Um, yeah. Julian, I really appreciate you. Actually, um, I'd like to have you on again sometime, man. Like I said, this is like a TED Talk. Um, shout out to T the Goat. T the Goat says, I mean, she should have had her notebook out. And I agree, man. I feel like I learned some things. I feel like my listeners are going to learn some things. So I really appreciate that. Um, so like I said before, this is an open platform. If, if you wanted to do something like this again, we could definitely do something like this again. Um yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. I really do appreciate you for joining and uh, and sharing um, all of this great information with us. And I think everybody does need to go follow. Why don't you give your, your IG out one more time so everybody can follow um, and make sure they tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, IG is T H E G R E A T D D Great Doc H E. G-R-E-A-O-C-K-S, the great docs. Again, you know, for those that are tuning in and that, that will tune in. Wow. Uh, um, we're five points uh, every Friday. Uh, we're, at, we're at the, the park on the road. Um, and then uh, other days you can catch us. You can check our IG to catch us where we're at. We might be in five points. We might be somewhere else. We're actually just in Edgewood last night. Before we get off, I got story for you. We were in we were in Edgewood. We were in Edgewood over near Chicken and I Bar. And just to go, I guess to highlight the significance and importance of how serious this this game. I, th- I think we don't. A lot of times we don't realize how serious this game is, not just to us but to other cultures, right? Um, you know. Is in 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 most of these uh, these these cultures, um, particularly the ones from Asia, for example, when they come in, or even even Africa. I'm over in Decatur right now, uh, and one of uh, I know there's a chain of Harold's Chicken yeah. uh, franchises that are all owned by the same uh, Ethiopian cultures that come in. So they come in, it's in one group first. They buy a franchise, build it up, get yeah. it up to where it, it can. Give some money to somebody else. They can come in, hire them, and then they, you know, work for them for a while until they have enough money. And they get a franchise, and they repeat the same process, and like they, they uh, multiply themselves. Yeah. But what I think we don't understand, you know, here in the U.S., um, is how significant. Um, 
is so for example we see the news we know what's going on with you know a lot of the the police violence the brutality and uh they don't they'll act and pretend uh and you know call the police on somebody you know on somebody having a barbecue yeah what the guy with the lady in the was he was you know he was bird watching and like that whole situation when we were at edge mind you you know we were they're doing doing um most of that strip of course is african-american populated mm-hmm. with some with some exceptions to it uh but we were over there and these they weren't a couple but you know these two young they were younger two younger white uh people had come from behind us uh and we were in in between there was harold's chicken ice bar was on this on 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 the left hand side Mm -hmm. and i think it was noni's was on the uh right hand side so apparently they that worked at noni's um and came from behind us uh i was a little bit forward and my partner was back this way Mm They addressed my partner before they addressed me. They they didn't even say anything anything to me, um, but they came up to my partner. Was like, uh, excuse me, you're in the alleyway, whatever. Uh, the 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 woman addressed her, and then the guy chimed in right away and said, Yeah, get the fuck out of here. You can't, you know, you can't be here. Get get the get the fuck out of here. So I heard that. I turned around. I'm like, Wait a minute, hold on. What's what's going on? So I start to address the, you know, like, Hey. Who, who, who are you? What? Yeah. What's we? Like, like, what was up? Yeah. And so, they tried to uh, position themselves, like pretend. Well, they they said that they they worked at, you know, nonies and that they that they they had just gotten off of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they tried to, I guess, position themselves as if they actually own the place, which they which they they didn't. Wow. But my ended up getting into a confrontation with them for the next. 20 minutes to half an hour um, because they didn't like us. They didn't like us being there. Wow. They had no, they had, they had, they had no authority whatsoever, no credentials to back them up. They didn't own the place. They didn't own the, the driveway. They, they claimed that they were trying to get out. Yeah. Uh, move. And when we, they, they never came out that they, that, that they were, and I bring up that story to bring up this. Um, and the, the cool thing about the situation, you are around people, right, that look like you and you're doing and that's of value to them. Um, they will support you and, and back you up. So, you know, we had a security guard out there who came, you know, backed us up. You know, some of the other guys that were watching, because, you know, this was like a blow up. They arguing about stuff. This a real... Karen and Ken situation. Wow. <laughs> this is a real thing. Real live Karen and Ken. I go to Harold's all the time. Not That's crazy. Seen over, over, over. Literally, literally came out of nowhere. You can't be here and blah, blah, blah. And get get out and, you know, all, all of that. <laughs> wasn't, even, wasn't even coming that way at all. Yeah. The guy, uh, I said, well, you know, if y'all, if y'all want to go so bad, maybe you should stop arguing with with us, <laughs> you are. The guy was like, I don't need. <laughs> I was like, okay, bro, that's 
not that's not my problem. You know, you need to you need to, you need to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that just goes to show you again. Why that that whole entire time while we're trying to while we're trying to deal with that confrontation is distracting me from doing business with other people who are passive by looking at what we have set up. Right. Um, and I say it to say I think a lot of times in our culture we don't. Um, understand, realize, and see the importance of how serious the economic game is to different cultures. You will literally have, and which happens to us all the time, you have other cultures of people, particularly of the Caucasian race, who come by, you're doing business, but because they don't like you being there because they view you as competition, they kind of act as like espionage agents, if, if, if you will, okay. to stop you from what you're doing. In five points, that happens all the time. So yeah. in five point, you literally have throughout the week on the uh, weekends, most of the stores on that strip are white owned, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Most vendors on that strip are black. Mm-hmm. So you literally have it's like an economic competition between the white store owners and the black street vendors who yeah. everybody's there to make money. There's plenty of money for everybody, right? Yeah. The store owners they still getting their money from the customers who they don't want to capturing the vendors but they want to capture the you know the stores that are there yeah. um the, get money from people who maybe they want to pattern you know pattern both or um you know the ones that are just there for the for the uh vendors but a lot of times what you have happen is that a lot of the white store owners they'll be sneaky they'll call the police um they've stationed i think they have like a little hideout precinct yes, right sir. up there yep. try and you know keep certain people out yes, during sir. the on so um yeah it's it's like it's like the song say it's a it's a uh, war going on war going on out outside yep. right and Nobody we have to wake up yeah. right we have to wake up and wake up and realize it realize you know the game is being played and 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 the rules that people are playing by and we have to uh, adjust how 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 we play um you know they playing, like playing big ball. They are. And one thing that we have to realize that is it's cool to, you know, for us to protest and be in the streets and all that. Uh, a prime example I give is that um, the Washington Redskins, mm, you know, yeah. people have been protesting for years to uh, change the logo, change the name. name yeah. Right. But it wasn't until Nike and FedEx threatened to, you know, they're big, big, big brands, heavy Heavy, heavy hitter, hitter brands threatened to move themselves off the table. That okay, literally like that. They're like, okay, cool, fine, fine, fine. You know, just don't, Real just quick, don't. How things don't, changed around? Don't work. Changed around. So, if we, like I said, it's, it's cool to be in be, be in the streets, but whether we like it or not, the truth of the matter is that wealth. Um, it trumps. Well, not for that. Damn, I didn't mean to use that term, but yeah, it, this money well, talks. I mean, look, Use it, you know. <laughs> it trumps everything, man. Because that's just that's just that's just the truth. It is. Well, trumps everything. We live yeah. in a capitalistic society, yeah. and with the rules and and the and the and the laws, even the way government is run, is based off of business business interests. Mm-hmm. So, um, if black people are not, we don't have a stake in the game that's 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 big enough, and we're not playing the right way. Every single time we're gonna be we're gonna be run over. Yeah. So a lot of the police brutality that we are experiencing, a lot of some of the other issues, the discrimination and so on that we are experiencing, 
um, is because our lack of understanding of the rules of the game and we've been playing the wrong way. Uh, and we need to realize that, you know, business and wealth period and, and operating safely and, um, you know, as a group in a, in a, in a country, business is a team sport. We all we got. Other cultures, they understand that. Mm-hmm. We're, like I said, we're the only culture who seems to have difficulty understanding um, that we have to play together uh, and we have to act in our own in our own interest, mm-hmm. uh, business wise, politically, and and so on. Otherwise, we don't. You know, we're not going to. We're not going to survive. Um, it's not even. You know, for the people who feel like that's a radical concept, that's absolutely not. That is, that's just for us to survive and to live, you know, healthy, wealthy lives in this, in this, in this country, like we, like we want to be able to live. Every other culture under, 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 understands that when people come over from China, they come over, they build little Chinas here in the U.S., they start up businesses, they move together in terms of their policies and, their business policies and um, who they lobby uh, from a political standpoint at a, at a local level and then at a state and, and like, and, and so on. Every other culture does that. Right. Same so have, you can't, it's, it's literally like, you know, everybody is playing the game a certain way. Right. Everybody's playing tough. Everybody's playing, playing, Playing together, yeah. but we're the only ones breaking the rules and mm-hmm. trying to play. You know, yeah. Thinking that act as as uh, individuals in this in this game, it just doesn't work that way. Right. You know. Oh so, yeah. Everybody running different ways. Everybody got to got to be taking the same path, man. Yes. 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 Um. Now we're gonna wrap it up. All right. So look, Julian, I told you it's like a. Um, R&B, not an R&B, hip-hop, we're doing music interviews on here. Usually I play some music on here. You done made a couple references to some songs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so why don't you let me know, man, what kind of, uh, why don't you let me know what song you want to put on here? We'll put some, whatever you want, we'll put on here. Uh, it's a couple that you can throw on. Of course, you know, always, it's always beating my heart. The, um, uh, one I always resonate with the most is, uh, Victory Lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first one that comes to mind. Um, shout out to Nip. Shout out to Nip. Rest in peace. Uh, making Making Plays by Currency. Uh, it, who else was on that album? Uh, but that was that's uh, that's a dope one. Uh, let me see who else. I'm trying to think about something by Rick Ross. Uh, three. Three Kings. Three Kings. There we get some hove on. I'll never get to play Jay on here. You know, let's do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah, let's do uh, that. I'll never get to play Jay on here. What's the one? It's from uh, It's from the the Blueprint. Which one are we talking about? Oh, uh, oh man. One you, don't, you, don't, you don't know. You don't know. I knew you was yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. there with that. I knew you was going to go there. One you know, million. Yeah. I opened the market yeah. up. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Um, yes, that's yeah, actually, that. and part of it is that story of my life too. When he had a partner there, he said uh, something about tell tell my mom or like you know like you know yeah yeah tell my tell my tell my mom you know you can put you can put me anywhere out. Uh huh. Triple, triple my birth. word. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, story of my life. Let's do it, man. <laughs> nah, we're going to do that. Um, once again, this is the World Peace Podcast. Shout out to my man, Julian, man. Okay, we, he's the next uh, greatest black CEO. You're trying to get everybody to get together, man. So Julian, you going to come back and do another episode or what, man? Did you see these comments in here? Absolutely. Yeah, on, we'll man. do another episode. Come on, man. We, you're uh, going to do an injustice, man. You gonna, it would be an injustice if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Be kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can get deeper. You know, we can get into some deeper topics. Get some shit. No. Yeah, man. That's what I think. Yeah. I think this is good, man. Well, all right, man. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up, man. World Peace Podcast, episode fifty-three. My man Julian on here. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for everybody tuning in on IG. It's coming out on Spotify in a couple weeks. Um, coming out on Show Discipline Magazine in a couple weeks. Um, thank you, Julian, man. Checking out, signing off, man. Appreciate you for having me. Turn my music high, 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 yeah. You don't know what you're doing. Sure I do. I'm from the streets where the hood swallow on me. Bullets will follow on me. There's so much coke that you can run the slalom. And cops comb this shit top to bottom. They say that we are prone to violence. But it's home sweet home. With personalities clashing, chrome meets chrome. The coke prices up and down like this Wall Street home. But this is worse than the Dow Jones. Your brains are now blown all over that brown brome. One slip, you are now gone. Welcome to hell where you are. Welcome to cell. But when the shells come, you better return them. All scars, we earn them. All cars, we learn them like the back of our hand. We watch for cops hopping out the back of van. Wear a G on my chest, I don't need that for Dan. This ain't a sewn outfit, Holmes Holmes is about it. Was clapping them flamers before I became famous. For playing me, y'all shall forever remain nameless. I am home. Sure I do. I tell you the difference between me and them. They trying to get they ones. I'm trying to get them M's. One million, two million, three million, four. In just five years, 40 million more. You are now looking at the 40 million boy. I'm raping Def Jam till I'm the 100 million man. R-O-C. I swear you're wrong. I came into this motherfucker 100 grand strong. Nine to be exact, from grinding cheap packs. Put the shit in motion, ain't no rewinding me back. Could make 40 off a brick, but one rhyme could beat that. And if somebody would have told him that hoe would sell clothing, not in this lifetime. Wasn't in my right mind. That's another difference that's between me and them. I smarten up, open the market up. One million, two million, three million, four. In 18 months, 80 million more. Now add that number up with the one I said before. You are now looking at one smart black boy. Mama ain't raised no fool. Put me anywhere on God's green earth. I triple my worth, motherfucker. I will not lose. Put something on it. I 